The following is a production of Art Trap Productions and is made possible in part by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com/sonic. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This podcast is also supported in part by the Sonic News Driver podcast companion app, available now for your iPhone, iPod Touch, and now your Android device. The Sonic News Driver, selected Doctor Who-related news stories delivered to you sonically. For Earth Date, Thursday, the 30th of August, 2012, this is Louis Trapani, and welcome back to the Sonic News Driver. Yes, the Sonic News Driver is back. So, perhaps a little regenerated. I'm not exactly sure what kind of regeneration it will be. Perhaps it won't be limited to just Doctor Who-related news. Perhaps it may be a little geekier. Perhaps a little more opinionated. But we'll see where things go. Hopefully, it will be something fantastic. The new 2012 series of Doctor Who is about to begin, and once again, this show will aim to be as spoiler-free as possible. If there are any known potential spoilers, a warning will be given. (laughs) Sound the klaxon, or the cloister bell, as it should be. Now let's get on with some selected Doctor Who-related news delivered sonically. To you, or you, or whoever is listening. It, be, it may not be you. It could be the person behind you. Or if you're alone, then maybe it is you. Well, first things first. Doctor Who returns to BBC One on Saturday. That's this Saturday, September 1st. Is it September 1st, this Saturday already? Where did August go? For that matter, where did the summer go? Well, let's not get into that discussion. But on Saturday, September 1st at 7.20 p.m., In the UK, the first episode, titled Asylum of the Daleks, will be presented. It will be followed concurrently in in the weeks that follow uh, with episodes. And I don't know if this, again, this is out there. I don't know if this is going to be considered spoilery. But the titles of the following episodes are Dinosaurs in a Spaceship, A Town Called Mercy, The Power of Three, and then finally, The Angels Take Manhattan. So that's what you have to look forward to. Once again, BBC America will be broadcasting the first episode on the same day as BBC One. So that's September 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Central. And so um, that's great that BBC America is following suit once again. And they're doing same-day broadcasting. Though ABC in Australia... (laughs) Maybe doing one up with BBC America. They're, they are placing new episodes online 50 minutes after they end broadcasting in the UK. So, how I wish iTunes in the US would do the same. But I'm guessing that's under the control of BBC America and they're catering to multiple time zones. So, it seems likely that it would happen with iTunes. Uh, in the US. Still, I would still hope that they show up faster in iTunes. Uh, just the same. There have been some, um, several times where uh, where normally it would be appearing, you know, by the next morning and it didn't. And um, I think there was one time last time where it, it was like the following day or something like that before it turned up on iTunes. So I'm um, hoping for smoother sailing there. Now, I believe Doctor Who is coming to New Zealand 
starting on the 13th of September. So that's just under two weeks behind. Paul Schoons was quick to point out that New Zealand's greatest claim to fame is showing episodes two and three of The Civil Nemesis ahead of the rest of the world back in November of 1988. Get a life. A pawn life. Yes, this week leading up to the premiere of the first episode of 2012 of Doctor Who, there's once again a prologue story, sometimes incorrectly called a prequel story. If it's coming up before the actual episode, then it's not really a prequel, but let's not get into that. It's called Pawn Life, and it's written by Chris Chibnall. Uh, no stranger to Doctor Who, as far as writing to, for Doctor Who. Um and as the name implies, it features Amy and Rory, but that's not all. It also features the Doctor as well. It's a five-episode prologue mini-adventure that's being shown via the Doctor Who website and YouTube. Now, I've seen the first episode, and don't blink, otherwise you may miss it. It's relatively short. I believe it was 50 seconds or something. I think it was under a minute, definitely under two minutes, but I think it was under just under a minute. Um, I don't know how long the other chapters are. There, as I said, there are five chapters in it. I purposely have not watched. There have been two other chapters released thus far this week, so I have not watched them because I plan on just. I'll just wait for because they're so. Sh I'm assuming they're all short, so uh, I might as well just wait for um, for them all to be available and just watch them concurrently, one after the other, um, instead of being teased a minute here and a minute there. Uh, this chapter, the first one, definitely features more of the Doctor than Amy and Rory. So, I, but I'm I'm guessing that won't be the case with the other chapters. Uh, so, it's definitely something worth checking out. A little something more, a little morsel to get to whet your appetite before the 2012 series of Doctor Who begins. As I said, it features Karen Gillan, uh, obviously as as Amy Pond, Arthur Darville, and Matt Smith. BBC promised some unexpected surprises as well. What exactly that means is, well, it's up for us to discover. An adventure in space and time! Although we're just about to get our first taste of the 2012 series of Doctor Who, there is already much discussion concerning the year 2013. Well, 2013, as most of you will know, is the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. And executive producer and lead writer Steve Moffat has promised that the celebrations will be, quote, huge, unquote, in 2013. So uh, <laughs> a lot to look forward to next year, I would imagine. Also confirmed is that Mark Gaddis was, is writing a special Doctor Who biopic that will document the creation of the series. And it's being called tentatively at this time, An Adventure in Space and Time. I really enjoyed the various books and other documentaries that have been published and um, and produced over the years, over the past, um, well, actually, probably um, starting with the 20th anniversary, moving forward, there's been a lot of uh, documentation on how Doctor Who became, came about and all that, and I find that stuff extremely interesting, and so I'm really looking forward to this biopic. Hopefully, it's done it's done well and it's done good. I would imagine it would be with Mark Gaddis behind the helm there, as far as the writing goes. Just one more thing to look forward to in 2013. And recently, to add to that, Matt Smith said, I think it was at the Edinburgh Television Festival. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where I read it. It was from. There was an implication. This is just hearsay. Nothing. To, uh, he had implied that there may be a live televised event 
um, you know, people are reading into that, meaning that maybe it's a live Doctor Who story, somewhat maybe akin to, no, not that the original, um, not that the 1963 series was, uh, was uh, shot live, but it was um, similar to being shot live because um, they were limited on how many cuts they could do. Uh, they, you know, they had, um, it, it, it was, had a similar feel to a live show, though it wasn't recorded live, but they could, they had only so many cameras, what they called stops, camera stops that they could stop the camera and, and re- you know, set up and all that. So uh, they, because of those limitations, it had a very much a, a feel of a live show. So maybe they might be doing something like that. And I believe, um, what's that uh, UK show that takes place in a, in a pub? Um, I believe they did. Uh, the name just escapes me now. <laughs> I should take notes. Shouldn't I I normally do. But um, th- this was just a, a last thing I was reading recently that um, I wanted to tack onto this show. But I, I'll come back to you. That What's that show? Uh, after I finish recording, it will come to me. But I believe they've done a couple um, live shows, live episodes. So that's a possibility. It, nothing official has been said. So um, just something to look forward to. As a possibility, it could be just a, it could be a live it could be another live event it could be something like the proms or something who knows you know it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be in a uh, a live adventure but it'd be kind of cool if it was. Moffat won't be voting for Ronnie this election. No, I said Ronnie, not Romney. <laughs> I'm not getting political. Why would Stephen Moffat be voting in the U.S. elections anyway? No, I'm speaking of the Ronnie. <laughs> the other, uh, another renegade Time Lord played um, played previously, well, could, could still be played by Kate O'Mara. Uh, she played the part originally. The Doctor went up against in two stories in the 1980s. And no, I'm not including Dimensions of Time, that offshoot um, fundraiser of uh adventure for children in need so <laughs> but the two official uh stories that she was in and um one is uh well I, I won't get into my feelings of those two episodes but I, I felt one was better than the other uh but it's an interesting character i i'm not you know i think it would be interesting if she does return but i'm not holding my breath on it and <laughs> according to Stephen moffat i shouldn't because Stephen moffat had told sfx um that there's no reason to bring the character back. Uh, no one knows who the Ronnie is, which may be true, uh, but you can't use that as an excuse. No one knew who the Weeping Angels were either until they were introduced. No one knew who Captain Jack was before he was introduced. So just by saying no one knows who the Ronnie is doesn't mean that you can't have the character return. You could just treat the character as a new character for those uh you know, that are new to the series that may not have that previous history of who she is. So what difference does it make if she's known or not? You know, if she's an interesting character, uh, why not bring her back? You know, if now I understand that, um, you know, and, and this is something that Stephen Moffat believes in. And, I, you know, and I, I agree with that. We shouldn't rely overly on the past and bring back past characters and all that. But, you know, occasionally it's good to... Um, it just gives a continuity and a thread in Doctor Who, which is always good, you know, a thread of continuity and, and that we're all in the same universe and not every Doctor isn't living in its own bubble with their own adversaries. And, you know, so it's always good when it just connects things together well. So um, 
again, I, I'm not advocating bringing her back. I'm, I'm a bit oblivious about the matter. Uh, you know, it would be, you know, either way, <laughs> if she comes back, I would be delighted. If she doesn't, I won't be upset. But I, I just don't see dismissing the possibility offhand just because no one knows who she is. I, I don't agree with that. So, but don't expect the Ronnie to turn up anytime soon. But then again, never say never in Doctor Who. Which brings me to regeneration. <laughs> yes. Once again, there's talk about the Doctor changing genders. Possibly through regeneration. Now, these this talk goes back years. Almost as as almost as as like the movie goes back years but this goes back to like back to the point where um back when John Nathan Turner was the producer of the series uh often to get some press and some attention he, you know th- there would be stories leaked purposely about the doctor uh <laughs> becoming you know being regenerated into um you know as female now now i i don't well be, let me first before i i get into my opinion on this uh, now, let me just state that Stephen Moffat had stated at the Edinburgh International Television Festival that attitudes around this idea has been changing. Quote, it's, it is a part of Time Lord lore that it could happen. A Time Lord could potentially turn into a woman. The more often it's talked about, the more likely it is, the more likely it is to happen someday, I suppose, end quote. Well, you know, that's, again, he's not saying that it's going to happen, but, um, you know, it, it it's anything's possible, <laughs> you know. Now, now getting back to um, my opinion on this, I don't have any objections of having a female doctor, but I do object to the doctor regenerating as such. Now, what do I mean? <laughs> well, it's not about the character being male or female. It's... Um, if it's going to be, if, you, if, if we're going to have a female Doctor, then it should be a reboot of the series with the Doctor as a female, just like they did with Starbuck on um, Battlestar Galactica. No biggie. Just bring back, or you could, um, you know, bring back Romana as well and do a spinoff with her. Uh, I, I thought she was an excellent character, and it would be great to see further adventures of her. But if you want to have a female Doctor, that's that's fine. Now, the reason why I have a problem with it happening via regeneration is this. Well, let me compare it to this. It's the sonic screwdriver effect. For the same reason I hate how the sonic screwdriver is used as a magic wand today, is there nothing it can't do? Oh, yeah, it doesn't work on wood, supposedly. We all know that sonic vibrations have no effect on wood, right? We do know that, right? <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. That's just, I, I guess they had to think of some limitation for it, but... Uh, it, it seems like it can do everything else under the sun and then some, you know, and the sonic screwdriver originally didn't have those capabilities. And now it just kind of does everything. It's a magic wand in Doctor Who. And, and, you know, the thing is, the this is it. The thing with Doctor Who, it's a very open formatted show, which is great. Stories can take place in any time and any place. There's no real boundaries there. Even dimensions and parallel universes can be crossed. Now, with all this freedom, there needs to be some sort of, some kind of restrictions, something to balance off the unlimited possibilities. You know, we have the TARDIS, and it's locked into the shape of a mid-20th century UK police box. 
Now, sure, we can play around with the chameleon circuit, you know, being fixed for an episode or two and have the TARDIS changing its appearance. But in the end, it essentially needs to return back into the police box. That's the iconic shape of what, you know, the TARDIS is. Now, even though the police box itself has changed over the years, it's still a police box. There needs to be some thread of continuity over the massive changes that we see in the series over the course of its 50-year run. And, and you know, there just needs to be some confinement so that all this other stuff that takes place, all the stuff that this this unlimited possibilities is are contained in to just to balance it out and to, to hold it. Otherwise, why not make the Doctor fly? Or the Doctor can regenerate, changing his appearance. But there needs to be some boundaries, be it humanoid form. That is why I, I objected to the ninth doctor warning Rose that he could regenerate into something with two heads or no heads or whatever he said. I, I, I you know, <laughs> hopefully that was just his, his regeneration speaking. And that's not actually the, the matter, because, again, I just feel that unless something terribly goes wrong with the regeneration, it, it should stay within humanoid form. Can we agree upon that? So it just it just needs to be some sort of structure that we can grasp onto when dealing with such fanciful storytelling. Um, I mean, even Superman had his kryptonite. You know, they, they removed the regeneration cap, which is fine. You know, we all knew that Doctor Who was not going to just conclude itself just because the character ran out of regenerations. So, you know, in the end, it's not the end of the world if the doctor regenerates into another gender. As I said, I don't object to a female doctor. I just object to the series being too magical, too fanciful, too anything goes without limits. And a lot of it, I mean, a lot of the the, the, the series today is leaning more towards that aspect of the storytelling. I mean, Doctor Who was never hard science fiction, was always science fantasy. But again, you know... There are certain limitations. There are certain things that, even though the Doctor's personality changes with each regeneration, there are certain intrinsic characteristics of the Doctor that stays the same. Anyway, let's get on with other stuff. My the thing is the the reason why I, I um it, there just needs to be continuity in the show with all this change that happens. Um, then something needs to stay consistent. And the Doctor being male could be one of them because he could change into change his hair color, skin color, whatever. Uh, I mean, I, again, he could change gender, whatever. But I don't know. It just loses something when there's when when each time a thread of continuity is unraveled. So um, I would rather see a rebooted, yeah, as much as I don't want to see a rebooted Doctor Who series, but a, a spinoff or something with. Um, I don't know, or, or or have him change gender in some other way than a regeneration. Hey, didn't Big Finish do something where they just went off and, and did other possibilities? I believe it was called Un Doctor Who Unbound. That could be a possibility there, you know, as far as, um, you know, doing something a little bit different and exploring different ideas outside of the continuity of the series. Well, if you do enjoy Big Finish Audio Adventures, you're going to enjoy digital audio books, and Audible is the leading provider of digital audio books. They have over 100,000 titles to choose from in every genre, be it thrillers, business, history, and of course, science fiction, and so much more. Audible content is compatible with your iPods, MP3 players, 
Android devices, over 500, over 500 devices for your listening anytime and anywhere. And for you listeners of the Sonic News Driver podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you have a chance to check out their service. And if you decide it's not for you, fine, you still can keep your free audiobook. To download your free audiobook today, simply go to audibletrial.com slash sonic. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash sonic for your free audiobook. They have lots of Doctor Who titles, at least a couple hundred. The last time I, I counted was some time ago, and they keep on adding to their library. So uh, check out their Doctor Who titles. You're not you, you're not bounded to pick a Doctor Who title. You can uh, pick any Doctor. You can pick any audible. Um, you can pick any audio book that they have to offer. So uh, check it out again to get your free download. Uh, simply go to audibletrial.com/sonic to get your free audio book. Don't mess with the mothership. Showrunner Stephen Moffat commented on the talk of a Doctor Who theatrical movie once again. This time it was at the once again at the Edinburgh International Television Festival, saying that he is sure that there should be one, you know, that there should be a movie at one point, but quote, it can't ever be allowed to interfere with television. That is the mothership, end quote. That's something I've been saying for many, many years now, because this talk of a Doctor Who movie has is been persistent going back to um well to the Tom Baker era. Doctor Who started life as a TV series, and that it's that is probably its best destiny as a serial episodic storytelling adventure. If there was ever to be a feature movie, it should fit into the existing continuity of a TV series, and it should be played by the current Doctor, or at least an actual, you know, previous Doctor from the TV series. Well, one that that still can <laughs> pull it off, that is. I think it sh they shouldn't make the same mistakes of the Peter Cushing era of films back in the 1960s, where it didn't fit into canon. So, um, so yeah, that's that's my feelings as it was. As, you know, as as it is probably Stephen Moffat's as well. Now, speaking of this proposed film that's been um, circulating in the press recently, this film idea, uh, Stephen Moffat once again uh, assures us that um, it's it's not happening. Quote, I can assure you definitely that it's all nonsense. Not the idea of making a movie. Would love to make a film. But the idea of a rebooted continuity, a different doctor, um, and end quote, you know, Stephen Moffat speaking of doing the movie, you know, with a re as a reboot or, you know, with a different doctor. So, yeah, we are in agreement there. Well, this episode ran a little long, so I'm going to wrap things up here. Thank you once again for listening to the Sonic News Driver. Before I go any further, the if you're a listener, if you're a regular listener to Doctor Who Pachak, you may be wondering about the Doctor Who Pachak live shows reviewing the new episodes. Now, traditionally, they are on the Sunday following the new episode. Uh, September 1st was, you know, the date was a, a late date announcement, uh, you know, as far as uh, them announcing the date when it was going to be televised. And right now there's a schedule conflict for uh, September 2nd, so... What may happen is that we may do the review the following Sunday of the first two episodes. And I think we've done that once before. Uh, and then we'll go from there. That or I believe that it's Labor Day in the U.S. or on Monday. So that's a possibility too. But the thing is, um, it's limited to just the U.S. 
So um, I don't know. We may just do it the following Sunday, two episodes back to back review. Not that not that we're going to be doing two episodes back to back, but our review, our episode of Talk to Pachak, will be reviewing two episodes back to back. You know what I mean. Anyway, stay, uh, you could uh, find out more information about that at podshock.net or gallifrenembassy.org. Uh, there'll be something posted there relatively soon, as soon as that's sorted out. So this is Louis Trapani. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Louis Trapani. I'm very geeky there, mostly tech stuff there, but some science fiction as well. Uh, this podcast is supported by the Sonic News Driver podcast companion app, now available in the iTunes App Store. And for Android at AppBrain. Visit ArtTrap.com for more on this and other podcasts. This has been a production of ArtTrap Productions.